You are now listening to Conscientization 101, an online magazine combining reflection, music, and action through independent media. 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 I think that the only way that we're going to realize freedom, justice, equality, decent living for people is if there's a complete change, a complete change, everything has has got to be turned around and that's a revolution, it's a revolution. Every superhero needs his theme music. Where is the Rago Zulu Rebel? Search everywhere for the Rago Zulu Rebel. Heed when you hear from a Rago Zulu Rebel. Or the people that cheer for the Rago Zulu Rebel. 27 years as a Rago Zulu Rebel. Born and prepared as a Rago Zulu Rebel. Never get scared, he's a Rago Zulu Rebel. You can feel it in the air. Hey, Rebel. Hey, hey, that's my name and no, you can't have it. Had it for years and now they start chatting. Back in the days they used to laugh at it. Phonics were power and sound. Ebonics worked with it for years like Mac and the Mechanic. Now I scream it loud like Michael and Janet Rebel Zulu Rebel and I get love from it Make the cowards in the tower Babel panic Cause them can't overstand it How one little rasta take over the planet The way that it came was natural organic I run the system like a kilo of chronic Memory bank download this deposit Even if I got no dough in my pocket I walk alone with the souls of the prophets I roll like a stone and they still can't stop it where is the Rebel? Search everywhere for the Rebel. All right, yeah. Wow, you sound really, really happy to be here. What's up? <laughs> no, I'm very happy to be here because this episode is going to be great. Gonna this be episode awesome. is going to be great. Well, it's good to have you back in the studio with me live. This is a monumental treat, but I guess we could only get you in here because we asked that pertinent question. Where is the Ragazula Rebel? And then you showed up. You showed <laughs> up in the studio. Like magic. Yeah, you showed up like magic. That's that's cool though, cause I know, just like uh, uh, Che Guevara, you you like the economics of revolution. By the way, y'all, that's a book in the C101 library. Y'all can check that out by Helen Yaffe. Yep. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and check that out. But ooh, we got a good show for you because we know y'all boys and girls done been deficient. That's right. I said you boys and girls done being deficient because you have not had your taste of the Rago Zulu Rebel. Okay? The Raga Raga. The Raga Raga Raga. Raga Raga Raga. Fighting colonialism. Raga Raga Raga. Um, I just want to say we're being, we, we, we going to cover a lot of stuff. We, we were being very, very, very generous. We had the opportunity to sit down with a dialogue with Raga Zulu Rebel. Influential Hip hop artist, that's right, yo. Like I, I couldn't, e- I couldn't even like come up with different stuff. Influential, fluid, hip hop artist, influential brother, influential <laughs> cool man, them. You know what I'm saying, brother to help a brother out. <laughs> we sat down with him and had a dialogue for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours. We gonna play excerpts. We was like, well, we remember Zara. We was coming up with. He was like, how are we gonna edit this? How are we gonna edit it for the people? I know. It's, I mean, it was a lot of 
interview and it's a lot of music we had a tough time trying to include everything you know to to get so y'all can get a good idea of who Ragazulu Rebel is you know you want to put the best so that took a minute but I, I think this is good I think I think what we got for you is is perfect well let me cut you off right there what we got for you is a two this is part one of a two-part series we did with Raggles Rebel. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, like we said, we went two and a half hours. And the only way you can listen to the two and a half hour complete, uncut, uncut, uncut interview with us and Ragazulu Rebel so you can get you some of this here conscientization is you have to subscribe. I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, I don't know, I, I, you know, I want, I want to buy some cookies or something. <laughs> no. Y'all, this is independent media. You know damn well, you know, you go on buy them little, uh, uh, whatever the hell you be buying, <laughs> giving them folks their money. But you can't support your, you can't support your own. Yep. But that's all right. We still in the generous mindset because we understand it takes a while to get conscientized. So that's why we decided to give you part one and part two. We made it a series. Because uh-huh. we said, what would Rago do? <laughs> that boy gave up 46 tracks on Job Messenger, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna take it here from Job Messenger. Hell, Job! See, I can't sing, but I took it. That was Job flowing through me. <laughs> That's the one life vibration. You're gonna learn about that in this series, the one life vibration. I had to learn what a Ragazulu Rebel was. <laughs> Shoot, that's my brother. We got dispersed, but we came back together through Skype. Yep. <laughs> so the magic of technology. The magic of technology. So look, you gonna hear part one. We gonna talk about. We gonna talk about Rastafari. We gonna talk about the exploitation of the music industry, cultural hegemony. Yeah. We gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Ragazulu Rebel. You gonna understand why we call Ragazulu Rebel, Doctor Rebel. Yep. Doctor Rebel. Yeah, he got he got him a doctorate in called Real Life. This is life. How long will they live? <laughs> Mommy till I die. That's a track on Job Messenger. But I walk alone too, Rago. But I'd rather walk with the people. That's right. So we're gonna go ahead and we gonna I'm gonna shut up. But y'all need to go ahead and get you a subscription because what we're about to uh, uh present to you is gonna make you say, boom! Yeah, I know that was a big explosion, wasn't it? That's just how you feel after you listen to Dr. Rebel. Well, I've spoken too much. Y'all need to get a subscription. You need to go to the podcast on iTunes or podcast directory. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Tweet us. Love us. Like us. Do all that positive stuff because we and are also go to the website. Also go to the website. But I, if you get a subscription, Zari, obviously they're going to go to the website. Yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> I digress. All right. We spoken too much. We got Rago jamming in the background. I know you can hear it. I know you can hear it. So we're going to just flow on into the Rago Zulu Rebel. Yo, Rebel, we see you over there in London, brother. All right. Peace. All right. And we are here with Rago Zulu Rebel. How you doing today, Rago? I'm good, you know, brother. I'm real good still, man. Good to be alive. Yes, yes, yes. It's oh, this is a long time coming interview. Um, we are here. This is just this is, we at the Shotters Convention. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the champ right here <laughs> coming in. Now oh, let me quit. Y'all, y'all need to go ahead and yeah, get, that y'all need to get that album. Or y'all better start walking alone. Anyway, um, let's get right into the interview with John Messenger. All right, you know the Zulu Nation was created by Shaka Zulu's leadership when he united various disparate Nguni 
in Goonie groups in Azania, what is known now as South Africa, by the settlers. I just had to throw that in there, but we're going to get that back. But anyway, as uh, Ayikwe Amar noted in his book, The Eloquence of the Scribes, this transformation was an instance of social organizational creativity of a high order. When we consider your catalog, it is clear you understand the importance of Africans' need to unite. And uh, you took the name of the Zulu Nation. Uh, what we want to ask, and the listening audience probably be uh, curious to know, is how did you come to choose the name Rago Zulu Rebel? Well, um, originally... It's a, it's, it's, life is funny sometimes, it's ironic. It was given to me, but the way it was given to me wasn't necessarily in a way that you would suspect a name like that would to be given to me. I used to be Rebel I1 in my young days. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend of mine, and I was spitting some lyrics, and I had some phlegm in my throat. <laughs> and I was like, Aah. and the friend of mine isn't necessarily, not to say he's ignorant, but he wasn't necessarily so packed. He didn't come from a, such a pan-African or, a, or an Afrocentric perspective as me. Mm-hmm. And so somewhat in a derogatory term, he turned around and looked at me and said, hey, you're such a rag Zulu, man. What happened to you? Like, it was kind of like, you know, you're so black. You're too black kind of thing, yeah? Mm-hmm. But coming from my perspective, rang in my ears. Because something that's rags is something that's wild, isn't it, kind of thing. From a, um, like I'm from a Caribbean background, yeah? yeah. My parents are from the Caribbean. My father's from Jamaica. My grandmother's family is Asian. So something that's rags in London is something that's wild. It's uncontrollable. Like if they were to say the child is rags, that means he's, he's beyond disobedient. They can't tell him nothing, yeah? Oh. And then to, to be a Zulu is, from my understanding, was a, a warrior, African warrior that mm-hmm. fought against colonialism. That's right. That's, yeah. how, that's, how the, that's how the name came to me when then I bonded it with the rebel. But when you look at it... Um, Back to what you're saying about the Zulu nations, and when you words power and sound, when you take on certain energies or certain spirit or certain vibrations, just by taking on that name, it it, it worked with something in my character, like a need to socially organize, like you said. And a lot, a lot of my music career has been that working collectively with other people, and just in general working with the community. A lot of the message in my music is about the unification of our people. Mm-hmm. So. Naturally, it's just that spirit kind of invoked from I took it on. And it was probably already there. So by the laws of attraction, you just bring these things like attracts like, you know? You bring it into your existence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, being that you are a Rastafari, how have the principles... Of- Hold up. But before, I, before you go on to the next question, I just wanted to talk about... I just wanted to ask him something. Oh, okay. I, I, go ahead. I, I would have never... I I just want to say to the listening audience or, you know, people listen to the podcast, that is, that's amazing. I just learned something new. I'm sorry. I just had to interject that because I would have never thought. I didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always fascinated, Rebs, to learn more about our people wherever we are in the world. And like you said, when a child is rags, you know what I'm saying? Just like you say, man, that, that boy that got the devil in him over here. That's basically over here and taking him. boy got the devil in him. I like, I like that. I just, I just want to throw that in. I like, I like learning stuff. That, you, see, you see, like the rags, or even like down to like a ragga music. If you think of ragga oh, music. that's right. Yes, yes. Like, ragga music wasn't, it's not something that's nice and smiley, or it's not classical dancing. You know what I mean? It's not ballet. It's mm-hmm. ragga. Yeah? Yeah. So it has its own identity. It has its own vibration, its own feeling. And it's own Africanness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why the people then probably call it Raga. It's Raga Raga. Even down to like your hair. 
Each time I was at youth and I stopped and I started locks up my head and, and these kind of things and I stopped going barber. My grandma told me, why you got why you head so raga raga? Don't call me head. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's the wild is the na- nature. Nature is wild, isn't it? Outside outdoors is wild. So it's our natural environment or our natural state of being is what I mean by the and more often than not, see like they say, oh the child's got the devil in them. It's not even that. It's the spirit of life. Yes. yes. When they can't control it, then they will turn around and put these certain religious or whatever ideas on you to try and control you. But really in truth, life is power. Life is energy, yeah? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so people are going to try and control your power. But you got to utilize, you got to rec- know yourself and know you're powerful and to know how to use your power and where and when. And once you start to be in control of that, no one can't really do too much. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, like I said, it comes back to knowledge yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And once you know yourself, you'll attract things that you need according mm. with what you're trying to do and your purpose. If you're trying to do everything else and everyone else's purpose, then you're going to get confused. It's going to be all over the place, you know? Exactly. And colonialism loves to make things dead. It, it takes the life. It's a necrophilic type of um, social system. Yeah, very much. So. Very much. It, it's funny. Like you said, it's kind of like, like you said, when you look at colonialism, when you look at our people, you know, uh, over here, like, I, you know, they try to call it just, just you know, we're all the same. We're just a different shade in the sense that, like, we don't have a unique culture mm-hmm. that's African, you know. And the thing about it, it's funny. You said rag, rago, and I was just, you know, I thought about it. When, you know, when we don't dress certainly like an Anglo-Saxon, so to speak, over here, they say, looking like an old ragamuffin. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly that. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But the thing is, the thing is, you just have to be, because it's, it's not for every, everyone. Isn't, everyone can't necessarily be a leader. Everyone can't necessarily be a shepherd. Everyone won't necessarily be a, a soothsayer or a visionary, yeah? Mm-hmm. So once you have a certain, once you're privy to a certain information or a certain set of knowledge or insight or understanding, it's for you to then know and decode. You know what I mean? See like how Neo yes. in the Matrix can see the numbers, for the thing, can see it for it is. That kind of, it's not for you to turn around and be like, ah, oh, well, you're, you can, once you know better than someone, operate better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, right. yes. It's, identify, see, like you said, you're a ragamuffin. That means they've identified that you identify with your culture. That's whether right. And it or not, that's their business. Or whether or not they can comprehend it on so on every level, it's their business. Maybe the best way, once upon a time, we used to try and um, convert everything and everyone and teach everyone and bring everything into it. Not everyone is not to know everything. Yeah. Just yeah. example B, and certain times people will tap into that vibration or they'll see because we're a vibration and the information and experiences that we go through become, we embody that and it becomes our vibration as it becomes stronger. So when people see it, a lot of time they feel it more than they can ever explain it. You know what I mean? Yes. So you see and let people turn around and be them and you reflect vice versa. But when everyone's trying to be someone else or keep up the Joneses or fit a pretense, man, you're never going to get lost, man. We're all going to be chasing our tail. It don't make no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And let me say, I know Zara, you want to chime in, but I have to say this. No, I'll go ahead. Okay, it's, it's like it's kind of like you just said where we were uh, uh, chatting before we got on the, uh, before we got online and before we, we started the interview. I was telling you about a uh, job messenger. And I said you got that album helped me out, and I was saying and because we get getting a good spiritual frame of mind in the place because it was like at the time you know you kind of dealing with st- I was dealing with stuff at the time and kind of stuff like where like you like you just said like not everybody is not everybody is not going to want to. No, have that knowledge yourself. You know what I'm saying. You can't bring everybody in, but at the same time, if, you know, don't get upset with that and and do what you know. Do you? You know what I'm saying? Because when you say like ragamuffin and stuff like that, you know, they never 
they never they, they never call, call you Mr. Good Nigga. You don't want them to call you that. They don't want you. You don't. You always want to be a, a, a ragger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You don't ever want to be good. I'm like, I'm this. You're a good boy, there, Jimmy. You're a good boy. Uh, I want to be a ragger. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but I'm, I'm my bad. I go ahead. Sorry. You want to you oh, you want to say some uh, ribs? I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just but, uh, uh, was the sister gonna say something? Yes. No, I was. I, I, well, actually, I can I can add something about that. It's like um, when, like, when you said that Job Messenger helped you, it, it definitely brings you back to because you know you can get so caught up, in, and even when you don't like are, are into the mainstream, you know, music and stuff, you still hear it, you know, regardless of what you do, and so. It kind of when you do have that different level of understanding, it it can it does affect you. You know, you're a human being; it affects you. But 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 because you know it's not something that's giving you life, it kind of you kind of get it. Kind of makes you angry. At least you know I'm, I can't say for everybody, <laughs> but it makes you angry because it's like they're putting out this crap for everybody to listen to, and people think this is the only thing that exists. You know, so you know, like albums like yours, and like you said, you know. Putting that out there it does it keeps you centered. It keeps you it, it lets you know that you're not the only person out there, you know, that understands who you are and what we need to do as Africans, you know. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you. That's um because you see that John Messenger project, that was like my first proper album. I had a couple mixtapes before that, but that was that came out in 2007, and then mm-hmm. times I was that was like a lifetime ago, but it was so so much life experience and information that I had read. And things that you see when you look at in your own life or things you see when you look in society, things that happen to you when you're trying to make progressions, things when you're trying to um, get yourself and get the people around you together to centralize and organize and utilize the information that you have. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was finally coming to some kind of, and then also figuring out, you know, you, a lot of time you do things off of instinct, but when you kind of see things, you get a clear kind of insight into who you are and what you want to be and where you want to go with it. That's kind of where I was at the pinnacle of that at that time in my life. And it came down to solution-based thinking. Because see, like you said, you get angry mm-hmm. and you get frustrated mm-hmm. and you try to do things and you and you find yourself hitting glass ceilings and brick walls and your own peers conspire against you and all these things. Yes. And it, it can get you to the point where you, you lose faith in yourself and, and in humanity and where you don't want to do nothing, where you're just like, well, what's the point if no one don't want to, like you mm. said earlier about dragging donkeys to water that aren't thirsty, yeah? Um, you get to that, but the solution was to put it out there because this is what I knew in it. Music is what I knew, and music is culturally what kind of it had the same effect. See the same effect that you're talking about on having music that like this music had on you. Music had it on me when I was growing up. Things like um, Arrested Development, Everyday People, and certain uh, specific food and the Fugees and certain and um, Dead Prison, different things like that had that. Um, polarizing effect where they kind of just took you and straightened out your vibration and, and put you in the right direction to where you now needed to go, right. but through your own reflection, yeah? So it was only natural to kind of reflect it back to make something happen, otherwise you would have just get angry. You know, people, you see people want to turn around and become, I don't know, extremist or whatever the case may be because they don't have a form of expression. Mm. That's but we're true. cultural people and this is something that we naturally do, so... Like you said, and then also that that solution-based thinking, um, where he's just saying that the music was, a lot of the message was uh, derogatory, misogynistic, violent, um, 
all these kind of negative connotations within the music. Instead of, for a long time, I'd spend my time pointing fingers and pointing blame and saying, ah, oh, this one's doing this, or this one sold it out, this one. And then I had to learn that the glass is half full, man. You've got to be appreciative for what you can see and what is good. And if there isn't, you've got to be the change that you want to see. So that's what was, that's what that whole album was about. So like to hear you on the other side of the world, receiving it and appreciating it in its correct context makes me just, the joy to me, man. Makes me know I, like, I serve my purpose. Like, hey. I'm here for reason, you know? Yes, and we have to say, because it really did, you know, you putting out that real hip-hop, not Nicki Minaj, oh yeah, <laughs> and giving it to us raw, uh, it really helped with those inner demons, those inner, inner demons. Um, well, that's what we were thinking. We were like, you know, you make an album, you put, you know, everything into it, because you have 46 songs on that album, and, you know, you never know who's going to get it. And now, you know, it's two people in Houston, Texas, who, like... Live by that album. <laughs> yeah, we, we we get them all now. So yeah, we let's... get them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've, I've got a couple of the old ones that aren't online. Um, I'm gonna try to get them online. I'll get them to you, man, because I think you'd appreciate them. So, yes, oh, yeah. we got the struggle when I when I got the uh, the Bandcamp thing. I got that struggle. You know what I'm saying? That first track, the Rizzler, man. Ooh, <laughs> man. I, anyway, let's let's go to the next question because okay. we can talk all anyway. All right. Morph, record this. As I take it back to the rawness Go on like set them at the artists But they got nothing like this and of them harvest Watch as I take it back to the rawness No mix, no blend, pureness One mic, two decks, sixteens and chorus Six cents, finish him, flawless As I continue to give it to them hard People always tell me, say my lyrics, them are large Can't be a criminal in prison with a sarge On a wing, I do my thing and you can give them my regards Smooth, like whipping in a saw Lyrics them are deep like I was listening to Nas Back in 91 and you can hear it in the bars Anything I see, I see it, it's as clear as a mirage Singing, oh my god Real hip-hop, not Nicki Minaj Everybody have to ask when me get my clogs In my rhythm in the dance See me in the mosh pit, Tim's camouflage Hip-hop's not dead, needs a kicking in the ass. I'm the man to do it, it was written in the stars As I continue to give it to them hard As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them Give it to them, give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them Give it to them, give it to them I continue to give it to them harder Commander like cartel upon the Gaza Send them running crying to their mother and their father Yeah, they got the talent but they haven't got the honor Hmm, you can run and tell Obama And United Nations but they didn't want the drama Not real, so I peel them like banana Skills to pay the bills, man, I done man, performer As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them Give it to them, give it to them as I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them Give it to them, give it to them As I continue to give it to them raw More than it's ever been before Lord, I feel the force like feds four in the morn kicking off your door As we take it back to the real shit no job, drug deal, got a steal shit No money on the rent, bailiff, bill shit Shoebox money, couple bill shit Till it's F-Weezy, I'm only a mill shit Still 
spit The real deal, holy feel shit Have a couple pretty rich kids Will Smith tryna build shit Happy house on the hill shit Still king of this bitch Elvis, couldn't give a shit who anybody else is Give me the green Celtic Please excuse me if it seems selfish Draw buff things, walk out the pelvic Can't help it, pen pencil I felt it Give me any utensil and I melt it As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them Give it to them, give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them As I continue to give it to them Give it to them, give it to them Morph, record this As I take it back to the rawness Go on like set them at the artist But they got nothing like this in at the harvest Watch as I take it back to the rawness No mix, no blend, pureness One mic, two decks, sixteens and chorus Six cents, finishing flawless Um, so, you know, like I was saying before, being a Rastafari, how have the principles of Rastafari helped you build the discipline and integrity that's necessary to create your music? You know, because your music is so honest and it's so unique. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, that's a regular album. You know what I mean? Like, how has it influenced the relationships you've built? Like, basically everything that you do as an, an artist being that the industry is so exploitative, you know, and of course we know it's disingenuous. Well, um, the first thing I would say, it brought a lot of peace into my life, like uh, peace, of, peace of mind. See, like how you were talking earlier about the feeling aggress- aggression and, and, and anger and a lot of these things towards the system and all these, and even like the industry, like you're trying to make it as a creative being and they try to put you in boxes and make you yes. um, do a lot of Tom Pruner in, et cetera, et cetera. And you even see it in the people you aspire towards. And it is like, as you get, you see like 1984, once you put the sunglasses, not 1984, um, they live. Once you put the sunglasses and you see it for what it is, and I've had to go back to, yeah. um, <laughs> go back to, to being ignorant kind of, once you get a little insight into it. But at that time, well, like I said, I'm doing a lot of reading and a lot of studying and seeing a lot of the social injustices, and I've kind of been raised in a kind of uh, 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 in that kind of environment anyway—a very pan-African and slightly militant, yeah, militant. But it changed over the years due to different things. But yeah, that's the background I came from. So when when I got to kind of come into age 16, 15, 16, especially leaving school because we finished school at like 15, 16 out here, yeah, and if you want. Um, in college and then going to university, but um, high school education finishes at, um, at 16 years of age. Mm. So uh, being at loggerheads with fa- with my family and school and the, and the system, the police, my peers, everybody, um, finding Rasta, it was just that kind of, it was spirituality, because even like, I used to listen to a lot of Dead Prison. Dead Prison was like, uh, I don't, how, how can I believe in God when um, Hitler, he let, Hitler throw the Jews in the oven and stuff? And it was like, yeah, it kind of made me question a lot of things. I come from, I grew up with my grand, and she comes from like a Christian background, a strong spiritual, but within the Christian context. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, it gave me a lot of foundations for the spirituality I carry today, just I've transferred it into a different context. But um, at them times, I didn't really have a spiritual connection at all, and it was kind of looking at the system or trying to take on the system on your own as an individual, as just flesh. It was like, rare, this is impossible. 
mm. and I think you feel doubtful, you feel small, you feel defeated. I went away to the Caribbean for a while, and, I, and at them times I was homeless, and I was going through a lot of situations, and then I got taken away, and I just had some time to meditate among life, and plants, and trees growing, and animals, and people dealing with each other, and this is even being among my own people as such kind of thing, seeing um, like black policemen and judges and all kind of aspects of society as opposed to just like, I live in England. England's a brain of the beast. These are in the belly, but we're in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, as much as we have a, a certain, um, li- you have certain uh, liberties that, because other people come from other countries to get refuge here and they're like, nah, you've got certain liberties. So I, I can't knock that value, but still it is the brain of the beast, of the yep. operation. You know? Yes. So, I don't know, just finding that kind of, it gave me a lot of, it reconnected me with my spirituality and the oneness of creation. And once I realized, rare, there, the whole of creation is one vibration universe, isn't it? Yeah? That it made me realize that the whole agenda of the system or the system or of the Illuminati of the, the, whoever you want to call it, whatever you want to call these people, yeah? The anti-life agenda, basically. Mm. And that was, it was, it was life, life reduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But if everyone in the system that upholds the system, all the police, all the armed forces, all the, um, special forces and the CIA and the MI5 and secret intelligence, if every living being was to die, life would still go on. Right. So, mm. no matter what you do, no matter how much they try to eliminate us, no matter how much they plummet in Africa and um, Ebola, AIDS, crack, um, wars, atom bombs, no matter what they do, life will continue. Mm. They, can't stop, they can't stop the time. So, it, having that kind of faith it gives you, it gives you, um, and not just faith in willy-nilly, whatever the case may be, but faith in self, right. kind of thing, mm. and and faith in your own, and that that we are, like the life vibration is one, yeah, and the the, the, the mission is pointless. They're gonna keep on trying to fight it, but it's pointless. And so sooner or later, anyone with common sense, no matter how deep they want to go, some people want only dip a dip a toe in, some people are gonna jump in the whole body and then swim in it, yeah. But mm-hmm. that's the reality of the fact. You know what I mean, like. Back, I referenced earlier to the Matrix here, yeah? and see the whole the last battery for the whole entire source was people. It was babies living in a in a, in a sleeping cocoon. Mm-hmm. So, as it can't operate, so with having that knowledge and that kind of faith, and then knowing it comes, a lot of the things were already in context already. Because, like I said, I grew up in a Pan African um, home. I grew up around certain spirituality or whatever. So, Rasta just put everything in context, knowing that this is me and this is myself or I self. This is my heritage. This is where I come from and what we're dealing with historically, taking it back from Abyssinia, Kush, etc., etc. It didn't, it wasn't that far to go, but it was just, you know, just the missing link, which made everything sit. And then following kind of, um, you said about the music, I try, as much as like a lot of people try to be conscious or they say they're conscious, conscious is just to be awake. That's they, right. A lot of people follow certain criteria or certain things that other artists do, like speaking on certain topics. Uh, or um, they will do what's the word um, uh, the keyword lyricism where they just drop I don't know right. they'll say Africa they'll say Palestine they'll say yeah name dropping and stuff say, like that yeah and that would qualify them as being conscious or I don't really put myself in any box I'm a creative expressive being just sharing my my, my experience here through certain um, perspectives or certain experiences people share or relate their common experience mm-hmm. but I try to keep it personal as much to, to me and that's why people 
to some degree, or that's why I feel that you, you might relate to it because it is that I, I'm not trying to market myself to, to fit a box. This is really what I've gone through, or and a lot of people won't. Whereas they're trying to fit in a box, for example, being conscious, they won't make songs about relationships. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm. because it's about now we've got to be talking about the government all the time, or we've got to be talking about. I give you a full spectrum of the whole entire life experience that I've gone through, so that if you are going through this, because for example, if growing up, I used to listen to a lot of Talib Kweli and most Def and, and whoever the case may be. But then a lot of these guys never really made too much songs about relationships or sex or any of these. End up listening to Ludacris and, and Trina or whoever the case may be. Not to knock those artists, but and then it'd be another context of I wanna that the perspective that might have been more related to me would have been from that, you know. For example, tunes like Miss Fat Booty by um, Most Most Death, it's about his relationship and from that perspective, those songs made so much to me as a young person because you didn't have that much of it, you know what I mean, to give you the full perspective. Even that, like, I watch a lot of documentaries um, and watch something on Malcolm X and his daughters or whatever in his life from the sacrifices that he made of not being in their lives to turn around and give to the struggle. Right. And then um, his grandson, who didn't really grow up, grew up in a bit of a turmoil situation or whatever, ended up burning down the house which um, Betty Shabazz passed away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And these are knock-on effects of his, the sacrifice that he made to turn around. And, but people don't talk about the personal experience. It's always just about the land or the what happened or the battle with the government or the... So I try to give you the full experience of it because that's what this thing is yeah that being yes. a far right um it's about not being another person's experience we're not dealing with white jesus because that's someone else's experience or premise or relation to thing marcus barbie told us that we need to look at god for our own spectacles yeah. so mm-hmm. with that on a full level we must then be real it's like me turning around living in london and being a, a hip-hop artist but being a raster and then i must and i'm gonna put on a jamaican accent the whole time not to knock anyone that does, but it's not that like, Rasta's about the I self. So why would I perpetrate another person? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To try and be genuine to a culture when it's already my culture. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not to, so not to knock anyone that does, but a lot of people don't think as far as that on being themselves. But I really, it's a big part of my character is being myself. So I express it and I enjoy it and I embellish it. And that's what Rasta really taught me. I don't know. Like, other people get other things from it and it's not like that's the build and all that I get from it but being myself and being honest you attract the, the, the situations that are right for you trying to be a, um, someone else you find yourself in a lot of other situations which might be beneficial but not necessarily to you and your purpose and so like you said he was asking me about what the relationships that are formed then in the industry um, I haven't made a lot of money I've released a lot of music I've done a lot of shows I've toured I've done a lot of things but I haven't made a lot of money in this music business, but I'm not really in the business or the industry. I'm more in the scene, more with people. I've made a lot of friends for life kind of thing. People that, you know, I know their children and they know mine and we grow up together like, and we go through this together. And when things happen, I I lean on them and they lean on me kind of, or their music has given me guidance through certain times when, like you said, times of imbalance it's it's recorrected me. So, um, yeah. And I think where I've come from this perspective, I haven't, necessarily as of yet made a lot of money but i've made a lot of valuable connections and as far as i'm concerned like i said back to the one vibration of life 
See where people, a lot of people have this misconception on love. They think love is some kind of infatuation or obsession or... <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. Love is that one vibration. Yeah. And when you connect back to that vibration, or when you find the connection, connection is, that love is connection. And that connection of the oneness of all things, that is the God vibration that, we're, that we will seek. Mm-hmm. But a lot of time people will find it in places and attach it to it like, ah, oh, I met this girl and I felt really good when I was talking to her. So you attach it to a girl. Or you attach it to our, I was at the club and I was drinking Henny and I was smoking a blunt and I was with my boys and the feeling of camaraderie was really great. So you attach it to the Henny, the blunt and your boys, but you don't realize it was just a connection to yes. being alive and to, the, and to your purpose and your journey kind of thing. Maybe, But that's for everyone to find in their own time. I can't tell anyone else how to define their life yeah. or their connection with the most high. That's for each and everyone to decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's like you said, touching on that, it's kind of like, it's not that you got you there, you know what I'm saying, smoking and drinking at the club because you can try to recreate that, right, the next weekend or whatever, and you, you, you can chase it your whole life and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You can't recreate that. And it's, it's, it's kind of like you said, I really, what I really, and Zara, you can attest to this, you know you know I love Rolling Stone yes. because my tracks, I, I mean, I love all the tracks, the track, you know, I love, love the girls songs. I love the girls songs. <laughs> Here come the girls, girls, and I love... Looking is looking as sweet as Tate and Lyle. I didn't even know what Tate and Lyle was, and then I had to look that up. I was like, "What? Man, that that brother was singing that." But that's one of the things we really like about the album. It's like you get a complete perspective of the day in the life of a not to use a big psychological word, the phenomenological experience of what it's like to live every day. Like you said, yeah. it's not just you know when I wake up, I fight the system. But you know what else? I got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's reality. Exactly. I mean- <laughs> when, when you're bringing the truth or bringing reality to people, a lot of the time you can end up coming across as if you're a. You see the people you see standing in the middle of the street talking about the end of the world is coming, or or people you see at the bus stop selling Jesus or Jehovah Witnesses or someone someone that's on an evangelical level. Kind of yeah. Thing, yeah? You, you come across as if you're lecturing people or as if you're coming from a, the pulpit. And I'm I'm a I'm of the people. I'm like Fubu. Yeah. I'm for you. <laughs> so like, there's no. I don't want to come across as being a preacher because I'm not the preacher. I'm just sharing with what, what the conclusion that I've come to, yeah? But mm. I've got to look, to look at you eye to eye. And so I, that's how I try to be with the audience kind of thing. And like with, with the albums, I try and make it a bit more serious content because it's an album and I try and make it a bit more um, about the message and about the thing. But in between that, I try to have fun as an artist because like with the mixtapes and stuff, like you said, with tunes for the girls and, and as well, you've got to connect with your audience. Yes. A lot of the time, um, you, it could just be one song that you do, but it connect, really connects to a person and then it opens up their, your whole entire world to them. Right. So without being disgenuous dis, dis to the rest of my music or the rest of my career, to the rest of my music or the rest of my career, I try to just make other things that represent other elements of my character because even being a RAS, a lot of the time I'd be at events and people would be scared to approach me. They would really? see me. Yeah, they would, they would see you and they'd be like, Bless, bless, kind of thing or whatever, but they wouldn't take the time to necessarily genuinely connect with you or reason with you because they'd see me, I've got my turban and the message is militant and, oh, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, like, you must be beating drum and burning <laughs> Like, they think I'm the raging fire and if you actually get to know me as a personality, yeah, I'm a fiery character, but I'm a laugh, I'm a joke, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not a joke, but I'm a, I, I smile, I spend a lot of my time smiling kind of thing, especially after... Like I said, I find spirituality again. After that time, where I spent a lot of time in not necessarily depression, 
but lower than full opt- your full optimal behavior. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Lower than yeah, because the weights and the pressures of society and all these other things. And the thing is, as much as it's there, you choose to let it weigh you down. The day when I stopped choosing to let it, let it weigh me down, I haven't stopped smiling since. You know what I mean? I haven't stopped looking at the the um the full the half full glass that I have, and my glass is now overflows. Mm-hmm. And it went from being a half empty glass to being a half full glass to overflowing. But that's because you're looking at things in the real context, and so when you're not. Every now and again, the 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 rug of of your fantasy gets pulled from under you, and you end up on your bum, and it's like, oh, what? What's going on? Yeah. So, um, but I was making a point. I can't remember what the point. But you know, I did want to say when you when you talk about you know how gen how you, what you put into your music is genuine. That is obvious. Like when you look at your videos on YouTube, I wouldn't have thought that people would think that Me you're either. unapproachable because. I remember the first time we saw you. What video was that? You that was Vigorous Denial yes. from Global Faction. That was the first time we saw you. Zari was like, that brother look like he wild. Like, he'd be fun to hang around with. <laughs> I, know, I was like, that brother is off the chain. You know, yeah. you didn't look like you were like, And then you know, we saw him in big case. Uh, or anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> it ain't that easy to talk to Egri, yeah. but it's much yeah, harder. it's always to- obvious. And it's always obvious that it's not just a gimmick, you know, because... We already know some people now, they're saying they're Rasta, Snoop Dogg. And it's obviously so he can get attention, you know, but that's not, you can't, you don't see that in you. It's very genuine, you know, so. And then you, like you said, you're not a joke, but man, you be having to crack up with some of the skits on the album. Like, oh, yes. You know. The uh, ad lib. The ad bro. <laughs> Pissed off. Sis. Yes, yes. Go look at the here. We're going to get him to do a strip search. Yeah, do a strip search. Yo, this, this is a, this is my hat. This is your turban. I wear for religious purpose. The just, the thought into what you produce is just like, I wouldn't, it's like, man, this yeah, brother be cool to hang around. Exactly. And um, <laughs> back, like your relationships, like you said, um, when we look at the people you collaborate with, like um, we did an interview with, uh, 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 I think it was two weeks ago, with, 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 with Cyclonius. Yeah, it was two weeks. You know, so you, you collaborate with a lot. Big Cakes, you collaborate a lot. It's, and, you know, TB, you do collaboration a lot. Tony Eyes, you do a collaboration a lot. JJ Born to Sing do a collaboration with a lot. And when you look at all these collaborations you deal with, it's like you said, men ain't got like a lot of money. We ain't making 50 million out, but it, you got that people power and the consistency and that camaraderie and that loyalty. It, it, the real, uh, for lack of a better word, the realness is you can you can you can experience in the music. Yeah, you can see it. It's not like a, it this is a paid performance. Right. Here you go. This is <laughs> I got this person. And Rago Zulu Rebel will be having Nicki Minaj and we will be having everybody on the producer. Yes, yes, we paid her ten thousand dollars. Nah, it's like you know, when we see you and Cakes vibing on Rockstar TV, it's like, yeah, them boys be hanging out. Was, they know each other. Man is trapped off in the east. Gotta get her from the bees. You know, it's like, man, that ain't no that ain't no fall of fashion thing, but you know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like them, the, all the names that you moved off, and um, you guys, um, it's great to know that you guys are paying like in depth attention. But they, that, those are my brothers, man. So it's like, you know, certain times when you're going through things or dramas in life happen, I'm not even really a person really to go out in life and look counseling. But where they're around me, they will. You know what I mean? And vice versa, you know, because you go through it. And a lot of times, sometimes with your peers, you're not always safe to take advice or to take counseling from them True. because they've got their motives. But it's not that kind of situation with these men because the way that we've attracted our, or become into each other's lives is for common purposes and we know we're all on a certain 
journey on a certain mission in a certain direction. So, you know, mm-hmm. you just, you're safe around them, you know? Exactly. It was good. And like you said, you said the people power. We are the power. Right. And so when you find the right set of people kind of thing, even it's like chemistry. Like, see, like you have down, your, you hold down to your astrology and stuff, whatever. Your chemistry plus that person's chemistry plus that person. Isn't, astrology is not just so you can find a date, you know? Like, oh, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have a date. It's not, it's not that, like, yeah, to some degree, but it's about relationships and what works and what power. Um, see, like, you've got ley lines and, and, and business structures and stuff or whatever. Like, this, this plus this plus this equals a power synergy. You know what I mean? Or this plus this plus this. So, naturally, we're, we're, we're like scientists and alchemists and stuff. Get me? Exactly. We fight over a period of, like, on a Wu Tang thing. Get me? Man is in the lab on the 36 chambers thing. <laughs> with different brothers to come up with different vibrations because this thing, the music that we do is sonic healing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Kind of thing, yeah? You to get us, see like um, Nyabingi beat drum, yeah? The, the, the beating of the drum is to rebalance your vibration from whatever you've been going through. Like, man, and they want the beat drum in the middle of the road or in the middle of the supermarket. They go up in the hills to get away from the, the busy of the city and then beat drums to, so that's, nowadays, the, the elevation of that or the evolution of that is man will turn around and put the headphones on to, and close your eyes or go up in your bedroom because the heights that you can get to in, in your tower block, you know what I mean? And you zone out and try to rebalance yourself because we, we are what they have. Nothing is you don't know nothing about no Naya Bingy or nothing to spiritually give mm-hmm. them. Nothing like that. Like even down to the moors. The moors, you know, the, um, you ever heard of the lute, the guitar, like with the turtle shell? Yes. All right, the thing's got four strings. Now, Moorish science, I don't, I don't quote me exactly on this, but there's, it runs on the fluids in your body. And let's say you'd have black bile, yellow bile, blood and phlegm or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is, but if your illness would become at any point if one of the quarters of your waters are imbalanced, so too much phlegm, for example, and you would get sick. That's why when you get sick, you're always coughing up enough, enough phlegm or whatever the case may be because something is imbalanced in your body. So what they did is they created this loop instrument and each string was relevant to one of the quarters of your waters in your body. And when you strum it, it's like, see, like when you hear the harp and thing or whatever, because the harp, guitar, all them something come out of this, yeah? When you strum it, the, each string would soothe that particular part in your body. So music is for that healing property. Back to, um, and the words power sound, same thing, is for that healing property or for that guidance property or to speak to your ancestors or to um, pass on the message from village to village. But not to say that we use it in vain in this time, because I guess we still... Just people report what they know and what they see and what they go going through, really. But the balance of the report is like the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. You only get so much of what you what's really going on. Or not even what's really going on, but what's going on to people like you, for you and by you. You know what I mean? Like your best bet to really find out what's going on for the news is the internet. You know? Mm-hmm. You've got these documentaries and things that people... See, like, for example, I was watching some Vice TV, yeah? But it's about people in their own life. You know what I mean? Whether it could be the Mexican drug lord kingpin, or whether it could be the the um, the, the um, it could be the, the parents in Colorado giving their child um, cannabis hemp um, cannabis oil for cancer or whatever. But it's for mm-hmm. it's from people that are doing it, and that is relevant in their life as opposed to from reporters that are paid to kind of go right. in. Yeah, that I see what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, and so that's what the music's there for, man. Police continue to hunt the professional killer. Within the last 24 hours has struck down leading members of New York's underworld. An official statement 
issued by the office of James D'Angelo, concedes that there are no new leads as to the identity of the gunman, described by witnesses only as a black man in his early 30s. Ain't now, but it's gonna be black enough for me. Ain't now, but it's gonna be black enough Black hero, no high negro Kick down the dragon and the bear and the eagle Fight the power till we're all seen as equal Black fist in the air, shout to my people Black power music, the sign in your ear hole Bow down when you're in the presence of a pharaoh Take the system down to ground zero For free, not even a pound or a lira Many black messiah come and gone Always fly the flag so they know where we're coming from If they lick me down it's cause they know I went no Uncle Tom Break the setting ready for the revolution run along They ain't really real When we start the revolution all they probably do is squeal I and I come to bust a seven seal Why these brothers sell out for a little bit of mass appeal Put up a black fist for me, not a black uncle Tom, you better back this From a black brother, black son, I'm a black sis Bronze skin like Jesus and John the Baptist From a fetus we develop in the blackness Never sell out to the black magic that they practice Stack my black market money in my mattress Can't put my money in the bank, I'm on the blacklist Black man ting, I'm on the black man ting to far eye black man as king From the black man everything begin Rasta man king, black man don't trim Black man ting, I'm in a black man skin That ting stink, tie black string Lift the black man to the black man's limp teeth Everything out of Africa and tint The black man's that, the black man's this No one couldn't give a shit for what the black man thinks But since I'm the seed from a black man's son Say it's mixed race, not a black man one Might get shot down by a black Black man's gun, same way they done Martin Pack of Malcolm, so Put up a black fist from me, not a black uncle Tom, you better back this From a black brother, black son, black sis Bronze skins, like Jesus and John the Baptist From a fetus we develop in a blackness Never sell out to the black magic that they practice That's my black market, money in my mattress Can't put my money in the bank, I'm on the blacklist Can't put my money in the bank, I'm on the blacklist Can't put my money on the bank, I'm on the blacklist She like the swagger that I carry But it didn't matter cause I had a gal already I like skin ting, looking like Ali Berry Hopped on the overground train at Canterbury This is what I like when Harry met Sally More like Pac and Janet Smell my punani for that type of chat She had to get a Grammy She was buff trust but I know enough gal already Always had game get it from my granddaddy That's why she coming over naked in a black taxi Waiting for man to slap that back you make the girl them crisscross, bigger the Mac Daddy. Said she like my swag, said she like my style. Met her in Sainsbury's in the Asian aisle. Follow me in the bit, she had to take her child to her dad's house, looking sweet as Tate and Lyle. 
All I wanna see is girls From the target target to the sweetest girls Love the accessories and all your features Girls like a man them All I wanna meet is girls All I wanna see is girls From the bimbos to the deepest girls So much love I can never leave these girls Believe the only thing I wanna see is girls Alright, this is where we gotta leave it for now But not to fret if you want to finish listening to this interview with Rebs in its entirety, all you have to do is go to conscientization101.com or c101magazine.com and subscribe today. And you will have access not only to this particular interview, but to all of C101's interviews past, present, and future, plus much more. See subscription benefits for full details. And most importantly, you will be supporting 100% independent media. We want to thank Raggle Zulu Rebel for taking the time to dialogue with us. And remember, this is only part one. Part two is the next episode. It's on its way. This episode featured music from Raggle Zulu Rebel. The first track was Where from his album Holy War. The second track was Boom Baye featuring Logic from his album Bible and the Gun. The next two tracks was Give It to Them featuring JJ Born to Sing and Black. And they were from his The Return of Job Messenger album. And the last track, the track you're actually listening to right now, is called Girls, featuring Marlon Cotton, Dion Cotton, and Non-Applicable from his album, Rolling Stone. You can find links to get these albums on our site in the description of this episode, as you can for all music featured in our podcast episodes. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, at... Conscien One, that's C O N S C I E N One, on Facebook at Conscientization 101, and Instagram at C 101 Editors. All right, y'all, appreciate you for checking out the show. Tell a friend, go to the website, we'll see you at part two of this interview with Rebs. Peace. From the bimbos to the deepest skills, so much love I can never leave.